Welcome to Blue Talks. It is Corey Poirier. It's exciting to be here with Lisa Bennett. And Lisa, I'm going to jump right into things. Where I'd like to start first uh, in bringing you on to the Corey Poirier Show is to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, I guess we'll call it your backstory. Awesome. So uh, I am a global space whisperer. Uh, I actually work with spaces around the world. I not only uh, work with spaces physically in the space, but I also coach, I also have a radio show, and I facilitate classes so that I can empower others to learn about the language of spaces. Love that. And so when we talk about spaces, because mm -hmm. I feel like certain people will know exactly what you're talking about and other people will be... What is she talking what's about? Space, yeah. like, what's a space? Mm -hmm. uh, so when you talk spaces, you're talking about... Physical. Physical spaces. Mm -hmm. and how much of that and i know what you're doing is unique from this but how much is that of that is tied to when we hear about feng shui actually i'm a feng shui master i've studied interior design interiors um, feng shui i've i've studied so many different ways of working with spaces and actually what came together for me a couple of years ago was somebody actually said you are a space whisperer so it's actually an accumulation of everything that I've been trained in that actually shows people that spaces actually tell us the truth. They mm -hmm. don't lie. So you might have everything looking beautiful in your home, but I can actually walk in and your space will immediately tell me, mm, it's not always what it seems. So it's, it's and, and that's where I start to say to people, look, if you wanna change things in your life, these are things that I would suggest uh, that would bring more of what you're desiring. So if it's increase in business, increase in health, increase in money, um, or if you're having health concerns, then what can we shift and change within your space that's actually going to contribute to you feeling better? So when I hear that, I think about, you know, you, you hear people talk about the walk into a space and say, the energy in here is not good mm -hmm. or vice versa mm -hmm. and I guess the question and actually we just were involved in an event together where you, where you walked in I think you said the energy here is fantastic mm -hmm. uh, so what can a person do about that meaning you know the person that doesn't know much about space mm -hmm. they go in they might not even feel that energy that you're feeling mm -hmm. but it still could be somehow impacting them mm -hmm. so do you recommend people that don't know a lot about spaces should they tap into somebody else and see if the space has a good feel or is it just waiting and if somebody says it's a bad feel then do something about it so there's two things yes if if you if if spaces isn't your thing then certainly reach out to someone like myself that can immediately tap into the energy of what's going on and when i say tap in it's just like it's like a it's like putting a um electrical plug into a socket it's that quick for me and Everybody has this capacity. Everybody has this gift. We just shut it down as we become adults. So schools, parents, oh no, that, you know, you don't get that. And this is the space and this is how it feels. And this is how we're going to put 
furniture or in a business, this is where our staff are going to be. And yet, when you go and talk to people in the space, if you're dealing with in a company, for mm -hmm. example, I was in Florida last year and the staff were all going, oh, thank you, because we don't like this and we don't like this. And, and it was just shifting something within the entranceway of the company. It was preventing business from coming in. And I said, if we can just shift this and this, and none of the staff liked the actual entranceway. They were, they were just trying to be nice and saying, well, it's, it's okay. And I said, truthfully, do you really like the entranceway? No, we don't. And I said, okay. And so then I talked to the owner of the company. I said, I know it sounds crazy, but actually if we can just shift this, you're going to change the way you receive your business. Because entranceways, doorways are the entranceway to your life, to your business, to your relationships, to everything. Well, and to that point, um, you know, you saying to him, I know it sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, theoretically, you could almost say, I know it sounds crazy, but do you want happier staff? Happier <laughs> you know, like, staff. Whether you understand, because that's the key thing. Sometimes we don't understand it. Yeah. But whether you understand it or not, mm -hmm. your staff are even saying it. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just to get happier staff. Yeah. Isn't it worth trying? Absolutely. If you don't like it, you can still move it back to the thing that nobody liked. Yeah, yeah. And actually, one of the ways that I love to play... Uh, when I'm when I'm giving a consultation and I'm talking to people that might have um, resistance to hearing about this, I said, let's just have an experiment. Try it. Just try it. See what happens. You might not be able to pinpoint one specific thing, but just watch the way people interact within the company, the way people seem to be happier, and just play with it for about a month. And if you want to go back to what you previously had, that's great. 99% of the time, they're like, I don't know what it was that shifted or changed here, but everybody's, you know, happier or things are shifting and business is coming in. And so it, it always works. So here's the question then, because mm -hmm. there's some people that I feel, mm -hmm. and just as speculation here, I feel there's some people that you're probably not going to sell them mm -hmm. on the idea of what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you've run into that. So sometimes it's more important to fix this energy and space than it is to convince them that this exists. Well, I don't know if you remember, there was, there was, uh, there was an individual at the last event that we were at and they had two offices and they were, nope, I'm good. I'm, I'm so busy. So they have to be ready. They have to be ready to shift and, and, and commit to the change, however it's going to show up. If they're not willing to, then, then for me, I don't have a point of view of whether they're going to shift it or not. If they choose to be where they're going to be and they're happy there, then awesome. Stay there. Don't move. <laughs> so then a follow-up to that is decluttering. Mm. So how how big of a factor let's say it this way because i know there's people that that's what they do i'm mm -hmm. a decluttering person i mm -hmm. help people declutter so how much of a part of that is what you do or is it a part of it or uh yeah and i guess we'll say is it just a small part of it so in other words do people come to you and say i need decluttering help or do you go into a place maybe after it's already been decluttered and so how does that fit in so every client is different every individual is different and it's some people 
want the physical help, assistance, especially if you're dealing with a hoarder, because mm -hmm. you're dealing with a lot of emotions and they actually can't see through the stuff. Uh, others, they just need somebody to remind them, if you can do this, this and this, they're on it and they're doing it and then they're excited. Mm -hmm. uh, things move and things shift. So decluttering is always a part of the process in any way. So decluttering can be a filing cabinet, it could be your computer, it could be your cell phone. It depends on what you're using in business or all of the above. Because mm -hmm. clutter is also a reflection of what we are not willing to see. We're just sort of piling up and avoiding. Mm -hmm. People do that all the time and, and we can avoid maybe that project that's over there so we'll fill up our space with something else because we really don't want to do whatever it is we don't want to do. <laughs> and is there times, because I know for me, and I, I'm on the road so much that it's almost like my space is the hotel room I'm in. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit different than being, say, fixed in an office, even a home office. Mm -hmm. But I will say when I'm in my home office, I go through spells where I keep it fairly, let's call it tidy. Mm -hmm. And then I go through other spells where it's cluttered. But here's the interesting part. So I have a question out of this. My decluttering is never office work decluttering. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff where I'm like, oh, where should I put my John Lennon statue right now? Because mm -hmm. I got to move it from where it was because we're putting a new table and I put it on my desk and then it sits there for three weeks. Mm -hmm. So, but my question out of that is it doesn't seem like for me, maybe an avoidance thing. It seems like, I don't, I want to call it a laziness thing, but it's like a, it's like, this is easy to do right now. I'm, in, I'm always in the go. I'm in a hurry. I don't have time to deal with that right now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's obviously some, some underlying thing probably that's factoring into that, but I don't think yeah. it's to do with, uh, let's say procrastination because I tackle everything. Yeah. Like, nothing gets left undone. So I, I mean, I don't know how to factor that in because I struggle with that where I'm just like, I don't have time to bring it. We have a downstairs or some of that stuff goes to die. Yeah. So I, I have to bring it down there and, and Shelly wants to have another flea market soon with the stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, we have spaces to put it down there that it's not, and down there is not cluttered, but I just get busy and I'm just go, okay, I'll set that there for now. Okay. So a couple of things Yeah. <laughs> is our spaces are breathing entity. They're breathing. It's just you change your shirt every day. You shower. Our spaces aren't meant to be stagnant. So it's a good thing to move and shift things. So the fact that you've picked something up and you put it there, you're, you've just changed the energy of the whole space. Mm. It's like getting an acupuncture treatment, which is really cool. So knowing that you're going to do something with it, you're in a creative process. You're a very creative person. So go with it instead of sort of giving yourself a hard time and judging yourself. Oh, I should have done this. We're not based on the um, television shows that everything sort of is beautiful. We have to live in our spaces. So as a creative person, you want to be able to know that you can put something down and then say, huh, I'd like to look at it and think, where would I like that to go now? Mm -hmm. And the second part, you talked about putting things in the basement. So if you can imagine the basement as the bowels of your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just keep in mind that whatever you sh sort of stuff into a storage area, especially if it's a basement below your living area, you're actually constipating your home. Okay. Not the most glamorous term, but I get it. when I, when I tell people that they go, Oh, and it can show up in your body. It can show up in your body in a health way. It can, it, it, it can constipate your business. And 
things become slow and sluggish and they're not moving perhaps at the pace you'd like. Yeah. So basements, even though we call them storage areas, get rid of things. So now another thing I'm curious about, I'd love to get your take on this because mm -hmm. I, I feel whether it's a person's watching now and they're an entrepreneur or they're a CEO, we're all dealing with some form of this. Mm -hmm. So one, another thing we run into at our place is, so one thing we do, we won't do, we don't bring work into the bedroom. So like no papers, no computers, no nothing goes That's in the bedroom. That's good. I feel like we've come a long way and, and we've never brought papers in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I will say every now and then, I haven't done it, but Shelly sometimes be working on the computer in the bedroom, but we don't even do that anymore. But uh, for a while, I was using my cell phone as my alarm in the bedroom, and I think that's very common in this day and mm -hmm, age. Mm -hmm. But I've wanted to get rid of that, so I've been really good. Now when I'm traveling, I'm not so good, but when, I, when I'm home now, I have a little alarm, an old school alarm yeah. I use, and then the phones stay in a different room. So we're, we're going in the right direction, I feel, with that. Mm -hmm. But one challenge we run into is having a two-year-old now, and <laughs> Shelly wants his toys to be kind of in a common area mm -hmm. so people are visiting in that he actually can be in the same room mm -hmm. and he's not off in a different room but you can see probably where the challenge with that goes he just walks to the center of the room picks up the lego dumps them all over his head and then they're all over the whole floor mm -hmm. and so i find we're daily tidying up the living room and i know that could be just part of being a parent but welcome it, to parenthood i know so like, is there anything we could do about that at all or well <laughs> or should we should we even worry about that i know it, i think it stresses her out a little bit yeah so you know, we can always have a, what we call a defined area for kids, but when they're really little, they want to be where the action is. Mm -hmm. And and so right now, you're cool, you're fun, she's fun, you're cool. At some point, when they're teenagers, you're not going to be fun and cool anymore, and then they're going to be in their own room, closed door, creating whatever they're creating. Right. So it's kind of, it's it's a nice thing to have that interaction, and yeah, you're going to be you can turn it into games and cleaning up and setting up a defined area for certain things like their trucks and their Lego. And it's just the process of parenting. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and you know, we, he's pretty good. Like, well, we have a song. It's not our song. It's, I think a song on one of the cartoons. Barney probably that, or whatever. I, I don't that know if it is. is. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's basically something like clean up, clean up, mm -hmm. everybody clean. And we sing that song and he literally, does his he own knows. cleanup mm -hmm. and he's two so he's doing pretty good with cleaning it up but like I said it's just yeah. I think it's more of when you invite people over and they show up and then it's and they get it I think everybody everybody gets, gets it, it. but mm -hmm. I think it's we're such we're new parents mm -hmm. green parents we don't know that everybody gets it yeah I think we know deep down yeah. but it's easy to second guess that so I just thought I'd ask yeah I mean the energy seems good toy energy I think is better than a lot of other energy yeah 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 because it's, it's him playing it's him excited and laughing and Absolutely. they have that amazing infectious laugh yeah, yeah. so i just thought i'd ask you about yeah. that so as we start to wind down lisa in terms of um spaces and people working within spaces mm -hmm. maybe that's a question for you what do you recommend people do and again i visualize you know the solopreneurs that are watching this the mm -hmm. entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that are traveling what does a person traveling do in terms of their space to try to, you know, you're in a hotel. Yeah. And your one choice is, the, you're living out of a suitcase either way. Mm -hmm. But one choice, I know some people just kind of take everything out and put it and put it everywhere they want. And then other people just live out of the suitcase, literally. Mm -hmm. um, is there any recommendations you have there for keeping the space manageable? So, so I travel with, with my work. And one of the things that I have, every time I go to a hotel room, I, I sort of suss it out and I walk around and I look at the bed and, and inevitably there's a big black television right there in front of your bed. So I always carry a scarf and I cover it up because 
that black hole literally can suck the energy out of the room. And it's a reflection of all the other people that have previously been there. Wow. Yeah. So if, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine the number of people that have been there previously. Yeah. And uh, I, I bring a candle with me. If I'm staying long term, I bring flowers and put flowers in the room. And really long term, so Airbnbs and different things, I've even gotten a little bowl and put a fish in it. So you're bringing in just a completely, it's, it's like bringing home into your space. And then I hang up the clothes. Um, and I have little pouches for all my sort of little sort of intimate things. So when I put things in a drawer, they're not sort of touching all the other people's things. And then, yeah, I put my suitcase away and I set up my desk and I have a system. And, and I, for me, that really helps me with my business and, and treating it just like my home as opposed to calling it a hotel. So two questions on that. One is about the TV. Mm -hmm. Do you watch TV? So in other words, do you take the, because you said you cover it up. Inter if I'm traveling and I'm for business, yeah. I tend to, uh, I might watch the news at one point. Is that what you do though? Then you just yeah, take it off? Yeah, I just take it, it off. I put it back again okay. when I go to sleep so that I'm not feeling this big black because I don't have a television in my bedroom. Uh, and the second thing is if I'm traveling for business and pleasure, then my free time is out looking at everything. I can watch television at home. True story. Yeah. Uh, the second part was... Um, and then, and then I'm going to bring us to our last question, yeah. but the second part is something that my girlfriend does. She's really big on first nations, uh, culture mm, and beautiful. Aboriginal culture. And so she's been in multiple sweat lodges and she's yeah. really desperate now to get back to one. Mm -hmm. But, um, one of the things she took from their culture is, uh, and from that culture is, um, smudging. Yes. And so when she, when, you know, when we moved into her house and then I'd say even just our, since our son was born, I bet you she smudged like 20 times. She mm -hmm. smudges him, uh, me and stuff. And she's a really big believer that, you know, smudging that negative energy out is powerful. Mm -hmm. But my question is, have you have, do you have any experience with that? Do you have people that you know that do that? What are your thoughts on that? All of the above. So yes. Uh, so I've done everything from clearing spaces um, with smudging, with um, orange peels, with incense, with um, bells, uh, clearing entities like spirits that have been left. Because often a spirit or a ghost is somebody that actually doesn't know they don't have a body. Mm. So they are, they're still associated either with the land or with the building. And so the interesting thing about that is most people out there realize if there's something attached to the space, they'll say something's different, something's weird. Even if you've lived in the space and you've come home, sometimes we pick up an energy and we bring it into our space and we're, oh, something's different. So all of those things that she's doing are fabulous. So tell her to keep it up. Okay. Uh, and just, she sounds like she's somebody that's completely aware of when something shifts energetically in a space. And it happens in companies and businesses. It happens with companies that employees leave or there's been a transition within the company staff-wise. All of that. So it's interesting uh, when I think about you know, again, her learning that from Aboriginal culture. Mm -hmm. I went to a sweat lodge, the first one I ever went to, 
and this tells me how much they believe this. It was actually in Alberta where I went. Yeah. And uh, I went, I went, I got out of the sweat lodge. So they, they get all, we all smudged. And then we were right at kind of the door. Actually, no, we were inside and we all smudged or mm -hmm. something like that. And I went out. They asked me to go get something. I went out mm -hmm. and I was supposed to do something, smudge or something. I'm mm -hmm. going to go back in. And because I didn't do it, every single person had to come out and start all over. Because mm -hmm. they said I was bringing stuff back in with me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how powerful they felt energy is. Mm -hmm. And us dragging around with us. So when you said that, uh, I just, I really do feel that, uh, you know, that they're, they're, they really feel and believe that it's not just a, you know, it's not just a smudge once and you're good for life. Like they no, literally no, no. like, you went out to pick up, I think it was because they, they make an offering and I think I wanted to mm -hmm. pick up a cigarette for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they were like, well, that's a, you know, there's some negative energy there. So mm -hmm. we now have to all get back to the smudge. Right. How horrible. Cause now everybody's got to <laughs> get back out. Like we were just ready to go. Yeah. And it was, uh, I want to say like January. It's and, cold. Yeah. And so you go there and like, when you're doing a sweat lodge, it's too hot in there to be wearing like high I, I clothes. I know. I've been so, in, I've been in like three times, and it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hot in there, yeah. but then you're doing it in January, so it's cold outside, yeah. and so nobody wants to get back out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I digress. Yeah. Uh, so my last official question, Lisa, is the time machine question. I try to ask this to every mm. guest I bring on to any of my shows, but the time machine question goes like this: If you could jump into a time machine, mm. go back and visit a younger Lisa, mm. and give her some life advice based on what you've learned in the years since. What do you think you might tell younger Lisa? I would say to the younger Lisa that you were never wrong in your awareness with spaces and to trust your belief system, no matter what people are saying around you, to follow that. And I would have been working in this realm way sooner and not being sidetracked by other people saying you've got to do this and you've, you've got to go into interior design and interior decorating and feng shui and, and all of the different actually just follow what you actually know because we're all born with a gift, mm -hmm. every one of us. And, and so for me to know my younger Lisa, I would have said follow that from the very beginning and uh, but I'm not, I, I'd have to say that I'm really grateful for my journey that I've had so far. Awesome. Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And, and um, really, I guess my last, if I can say yeah, this, my last target for everyone out there is, is changing the world one space at a time is really my target to see and show people how they can shift their spaces. <laughs> You can learn more about Lisa Bennett's at infiniteenergies.ca. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>